You're listening to Euros Hartley's Eyes and Ears. This is a podcast bringing you our quick take on what's happening here on the ground in our amazing home state of WA in mining and industry. Let's get into it. In today's episode of Eyes and Ears, Michael Scantlebury and Carl D'Souza are back to take us through the latest activity in the gold and lithium space. We've got a lot to cover, so let's dive in. Now, we've seen a big run in gold this week. One of the leading stories has been the evolution of Genesis Minerals' takeover move on Dacian. Kyle, can you give us a brief rundown on what played out and your thoughts on what's to come? Thanks, Jess. And hello, listeners. So um, this this has been playing out for a while now, this, this deal between Genesis and Dacian. But I'm going to keep it to three points here, short and sweet. So the deal is going to go through. They're, they're past 90%, so there's ways for a full acquisition here. But more so than that, I think it de-risks this plan around 300,000 ounces coming out of the Leonora district between the Gualeo Mill and the Mount Morgan's Mill. So the other side of the story is also Tower Hill. So Tower Hill is a story that's just been boiling away in the background. I think we're going to start hearing a little bit more about this asset. So Tower Hill has half the size of Carlowinda, which is Capricorn's key producing asset but it's double the grade and that's just sitting there doing nothing at the moment. So I think we'll start to see news flow around Tower Hill and how it comes into the fold and the, the company achieving their 300,000 ounce uh, target. The other thing here as well is with the gold price going higher, remember that uh, Genesis is a high grade miner. So Gualia is running at, you know, by I'm modelling 4.2 grams, the reserves grades 5.5. Uh, 5. They're fully skewed towards EBITDA growth and margin when gold price starts to rip. So uh, I think this is a, a story that's going to continually evolve and hence why we've got this pretty high price target on, on Genesis because there's long-term value here and our price target isn't for a one-year gain. You're buying this and you're holding holding this and that's why we can see so many instos on the register. So key catalysts here, ramp up in production, we'll see some quarterly numbers come out and then the five-year outlook in March. Great, thanks Carl. Now, as you said last week, Grade is king. Talk to us about Spartan Resources. It's up 20% since we last recorded. Where to from here? Spartan's one of these the, these rare rare stories where you see an asset that's completely underloved by the market um, because of uh, issues in the past with the asset. Now, this never-never deposit it continues to deliver. We've seen some sensational grades. It's extended at depth. They're doing infill drilling, which suggests that you know, these grades are getting better potentially through the, through the core. Um, and then he's moved, so Simon Lawson, the MD, he's moved another two rigs on site. That says to me that they've got something pretty special out there. Um, the other thing here, I guess, is there's a little downside to the story. I mean, if this, if this stock falls, it gets taken out. Um, and if they find more, more high-grade gold, well, it's just straight upside. What do you reckon, Kyle? Who, who would be interested in uh, in taking that asset? You know, there's a few players in that in that region. Who, who do you think would be? You know, West Gold was uh, had previously made a bid there. Uh, who else do you think would be interested parties in the uh, in the area? Yeah, so West Gold. You know, you, you look at West Gold. They've got underutilized gear just sitting there doing nothing. Um, um, you, you've got Romelius, who's uh, down the road as well, um, who, who could be looking at this. But really, with an asset of this quality, this size, this grade. Um, yeah, you can you can count on your in your two hands the other high grade assets in Australia 
that are comparable to this and we're only just getting started. So really, I think there's a global audience on this one. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Penny's doing wonders for Romilius at the moment, so I'm sure they could be uh, an interested party given the growth. Yep. Now, on Westgold, you initiated coverage on them this week. Can you give our listeners a quick summary on the company? Awesome. Thanks, Jess. So Westgold's been one of these stories that I've been following from a distance for a while. Um, if you asked me two years ago if I would have put any money into Westgold, I would have said no. Uh, Wayne's come in, he's changed the management team, he's brought in this incredible strategy where he's focused on people and delivery and simplifying the business. And um, I guess the key points here for investors is to look at um, the asset base. So he's simplified the asset base. He's removed two mi- two mines out of the equation and he's actually grown production. So that's key. Costs have gone down and they're going to continue to go down. So they've got hybrid power, which means you've got to hedge against rising oil price. Um, so on a relative basis, if we continue to see that oil price is going up, there's actually more money being weighed, being made at Westgold than, than, than other gold miners. And then when we model it out, you actually see grade going up um, with, with the assets that they've, they've got coming in and risk going down because they're, they're diversifying where they're mining from. So the company's got 217 mil in cash. Um, they're building this really stable workforce. Their mills are all underutilised. So the key one here is there's 800,000 tonnes of capacity in the mills. Um, what do you do with that capacity? Is it M&A? Do you start new mines? Um, I think we're going to see some, some, some pretty interesting moves here by Westgold. Fantastic, Carl. Thank you so much. Now, moving over to lithium. To kick us off, Scans, can you give us a quick insight into the thematic shifts driving the lithium macro space at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, there's a very interesting space in the uh, in the lithium sector at the moment. We're seeing the lithium prices sta- stabilising at, at lows at the moment, and, and I'd say unsustainable lows. Uh, there's a lot of negative headlines out there, so it kind of feels like we're at peak negativity uh, at the moment, which is which is kind of getting me excited that we're that we're near, near the bottom of the um, bottom of the cycle. You know, we've seen not a lot of uh, negative headlines. Um, you know, Pilbara Minerals is the most shorted stock on the ASX at the moment at 14.7 percent of its register is currently short. So that's that's uh, 1.7 billion dollars worth of stock uh, currently short in the market. Uh, so it's quite quite amazing. Yeah, that that is pretty incredible, and that's the second one there. That's um, that, that shorted is Genesis, um, which is, you know, we're talking about similar numbers here. And I think we're heading for a short squeeze here, Scant. Gold price is rising. Um, I think these shorters might be, uh, might be looking at uh, covering their shorts. Yeah, potentially. I mean, yeah, you've got the gold price going up and, and if lithium has found its bottom and starts to have a bit of positive momentum, uh, could be quite the reaction in, in both Pilbara Minerals and in, uh, and in Genesis. So it could be one to, uh, to really watch. Um, and then also other other kind of negative signs in the uh, in in the lithium market that is as uh, the bold bracket banks are, are downgrading the sector for um, so you had Bank of America this week downgrading the lithium market uh, outlook I'm not sure where they were a few months ago downgrading the sector but they seem to be uh, re- quite reactionary there and then you've got the Chinese um, EV car sales sloth growing so a few headlines out this week um, as well so you know you, you put all those headlines together and it's it's quite a negative. Um, negative amount of data uh, on, on the lithium market. So, you know, we've got lithium prices stabilising at its lows and I'd say unsustainably lows, uh, especially given the uh, given the growth rates required for EV penetration uh, going into the future. And, you know, I'd say that there would be a contrarian buy in the lithium space at the moment. Um, you know, we're seeing we're starting to see small amounts of buying coming into the sector, but I think the vast majority are sitting on the sidelines waiting for a change in sentiment and potentially uh, and pricing, which is understandable given the, uh, the weaker, broader macro uh, market uh, at the moment. Excellent summary, Scans. Thank you. 
Now, there's been a lot of news in lithium this week, particularly Albemarle withdrawing its $6.6 billion bid for Liontown. This has put the focus on other lithium resource opportunities. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Uh, obviously, you had Gina come in there for its 19.9% stake in, in Liontown. Uh, and then subsequently, Albemarle was, uh, has, has, has removed its uh, $6.6 billion bid at $3 a share. So you know another stock that that Albemarle has an interest in is is Patriot one that one that we like. So they they bought their four point nine percent stake in uh, in Patriot in, back in August. You know, it was one hundred nine million dollars Canadian at a at a dollar seventy three Australian a share. So so that's a, it's a very interesting one. It becomes more of a valuable stake for Albemarle, um, given given that their, their growth plans in in Spodgeman content uh, going forward. So you know a few things that the why we like Patreon, why we think it's pretty good value at these levels, is that you know we just got one looking at the Albemarle the six point six billion dollar bid for for Liontown. You know this this Patriot resource is should be of similar scale to that going forward. So that's an interesting kind of data point given that Patriot has a market cap of one point nine billion. Uh, if we go back further, we look at Kidman Resources. That was bought for $1.5 billion in 2019 when the spodumene price was $600 a tonne. It's now three and a half times that level. Um, you just have to look at potentially even just the um, the SQM bid. It's in- indicative offer for Azua. That, that was also back in August. That was for close to $1.6 billion. Uh, and that was an early stage exploration project. And we'd even speculate that the Corvette uh, lithium project would be on a similar timeline to a Zua Minerals uh, um, project up there as well on, on a similar production timeline. Um, another, another data point, uh, and obviously we're looking internally here, is our fully funded uh, net present value. Uh, we, get a, we get a net asset value of $1.80 a share or $3.6 billion when we fully dilute uh, the the project there for construction. Very good, Scans. And... Um Quickly, what's going on with the lake? Yeah, it's a good one, Kyle. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the first question everyone asks, and it's the biggest issue for Australian investors into uh, into Patriot. And I, I think that what the market's really missing here is that the uh, the drill results have been um, have been showing the western extension away from the Corvette Lithium project, and even CV thirteen, the satellite project, is also looking shaping up quite well there as a satellite project. So, the the, the lake really isn't on the critical path anymore for first, uh, first production there, which I think the market really is missing and it gets caught up on. And, uh, and just a, a key takeaway one there as well, if all this is uh, doesn't really tickle your fancy, you just got to look at the chairman, Ken Bridgeton, buying a quarter of a million dollars of stock himself on market this week. So you can follow the money where he goes. That is excellent. Kyle Scans, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. We look forward to bringing you the next episode of Eyes and Ears soon. Thanks, Jess. Cheers. The Euros Hartley's Eyes and Ears podcast is prepared, approved and distributed by Euros Hartley's Limited, AFSL 230052. Information discussed is for general information purposes only and does not take into account specific client investment objectives, financial circumstances or needs. Please ensure you seek independent financial advice prior to making any investment decisions. For further information, please contact Euros Hartleys or visit www.euroshartleys.com.